What is up, everybody? Sean Sheehan back here with another edition of the Sheehan Show on SureDog.com. And today I want to talk to you about judging. So I've done a, a few judging podcasts uh, here on SureDog over the last uh, over the last year or so, and you know we've had some uh, we've had some good chats. We've talked about ten eights, and we've talked about um, you know a, f- a few other things as well when it comes to the world of judging. Uh, but we had the fight between Sean Strickland and Jack Hermanson on Saturday night, and there was a bit of controversy coming out from it. Uh, a few people asked my opinion, and I said I'd, I'd put it in a video to talk, you know, overall about judging and how fights uh, can be scored, like the fight we had last Saturday night, but also specifically uh, that fight. And I'll, I'll maybe touch a little bit on the co-main event uh, as well, Nick Maximov and uh, Punihele Soriano. Uh, but that one, I think, is that that will be a more overall uh, discussion, maybe, than the uh, the actual fight itself. But let's talk about the main event here for a second, um, and also as well <laughs> before we start any of this. Uh, if you haven't seen the judging criteria, if you haven't read it, um, I have videos up on on here and uh, over on uh, Severe May as well, where you can go over and you can you can look at that where I talk uh, through the uh, the criteria. But you can also, if you just Google MMA judging criteria. Go to the ABC website, and it's the first one there. It's free. It's only three and a half pages long, not that long at all whatsoever. Uh, and it's a great starting point. Now, you don't get everything by just reading it. You don't understand the whole criteria by just reading those three and a half pages. It takes a long time to kind of understand it uh, and see lots of different examples of fights uh, and get your ideas straight, I suppose, in your head and, and get what around... Uh, looks like to be scored correctly and not just via the criteria but when uh, held up against other rounds and I think that's a very important uh, point as well a really smart judge told me once if you score uh, a fight 10-8 in the night and there's a, f- uh, a fight two hours later and it's uh, way more of a beating the first one was a pretty close 10-9 to 10-8 and you give that 10-8 as well like can you acknowledge that that is the same. Can you acknowledge that both of those ones are scored correctly, or will you be able to, you know, will you be able to hold both of those rounds up when compared to each other? And that's another big thing as well that I, I think, and maybe that's a discussion for a different day. But when you're talking about judging, it's not just the criteria; it's all rounds together and consistency. And consistency is a big thing. And do you know what? Before I get into um. No, I'll actually I leave that to the end. I'll I'll will stick to the way I have it here in my notes and, and the uh, the way I was going to do it. But I have to talk about consistency towards uh, the latter uh, the latter uh, end of uh, of this discussion because uh, it, it's a big thing, and I think you know it, it's really an issue. I think people get wrong and really don't understand. But we will chat about that. So let's talk about uh, Hermanson versus Strickland. Um, for me, it was a fight that disappointed in lots of different ways. Both guys came out afterwards and like apologized for their performances. Um, and you know, it was one of those fights. If you were to ask, will both come out and apologize for their, for their performance after watching it? You probably said it would. And you know, as someone, um, you know, uh, who talks about the sport an awful lot and, you know, has to discuss all these fights. I never like coming out like criticizing fighters or criticizing fights or anything like that. But sometimes you have to too. You know, if you're covering the NFL, or you're covering the Premier League or something, and there's a, you know, it's it's an NFL game that ends like seven three or something like that. Well, you're gonna say it's rubbish, aren't you? 
like, and uh, if it's a nil all soccer game, you're you're going to say it's rubbish too, aren't you? Well, you you probably are. So why can't we do any different in MMA? And we didn't quite have that. It wasn't the worst fight I've ever seen or anything, but I, it just felt a little bit like both guys didn't fight to their utmost or didn't kind of produce what we were hoping they would produce, and that can happen uh, at the uh, at the upper echelon, I suppose, the top ten level of mixed martial arts, and I think that's in part what happened here uh, and in part as well the st- uh, the styles clash i think kind of just wasn't ideal for the uh, for the actual fight itself but the judging so before i get into a specific round by round and i'm not actually going to go into all the rounds specifically uh, in terms of what happened in all of them because i i think that's actually pointless uh when you look at how the fights are actually scored so i have my notes here These, this is how the fight was scored the three judges Derek cleary uh saldi amato and junichiro Camillo. so cleary gave um r- so round one for cleary was uh, strickland and the other two judges um gave it to hermanson round two all three judges gave it to strickland round three cleary and diamato both gave it to hermanson and Junichiro Kimijo gave it to Strickland. And uh, round four, all three judges gave it to Strickland. And round five, um, it was given to Jack Romanson by Sal Giamato. Uh, and the other two judges gave it to uh, to Sean Strickland. Now, let me just make sure that's uh, right again. So, yes, Kimijo uh, gave it to Strickland. And uh, and um, the first judge, Derek Cleary, gave it to Strickland. So, the, the one judge... That gave the fight to Jack Romanson was Sal Diamato. Um and look, I think everyone was a little bit shocked when that was read out. It was a fight that if you watched it and didn't judge it, I think everyone kind of knew who won it. You know, everyone knew that the winner was Sean Strickland. Uh, but fighting isn't scored that way. <laughs> fighting is scored round by round, and this fight was scored round by round. And now you can say whether that's a limitation of the sport or the limitation of uh, the the system which we use, not the system itself, because I don't think it is a limitation of the system itself. Maybe that's a, a discussion for later or another day as well. But um, you can argue that. But those are the rules we have. You know, those are those are the rules we have. L- like an NBA game, the the finals goes to seven games, right? If you win the first game, a hundred points to two, and you win the next, uh, what what would it be? Three games by one. Uh, the other crowd wins the next three games by one point. Who wins that? Well, it's the, the, the team that wins the series 3-1, even though on aggregate they have lost by 96 points or whatever it might be. And MMA works the same way. Now there can be 10-8s and stuff like that, as obviously we know. Uh, but that's generally how it works. Now, for this fight, <laughs> it, didn't, uh, it didn't necessarily come down to that. We could talk, obviously, again about those limitations, maybe of the, of the 10-9 and why people think there are limitations and I don't necessarily think there. are. Um, but with this fight, look, it came down, I think, to that that third round more than anything else. The fifth round was given only by um, by Sal Diamato to Jack Romanson. But actually, uh, it, it, the fifth round was one of those rounds where I was kind of expecting it to, to go to Jack Romanson for a few different people. So, look, the, the first round, very, very close. Um, 
and I don't think there was much to argue with whether you give it the other way or whether you give it, uh, you know, to Hermanson or whether you give it to uh, to Strickland. I tweeted out. I thought I gave it to Strickland. It came up on the broadcast, and two other people uh, tweeted out uh, said they gave it to Hermanson. They both came up on the broadcast, uh, and you know, Paul Felder read it out, and he was like, "Oh, everyone's saying that they gave it to uh, to uh, Strick or to uh, Hermanson." I was like, "Oh well, thanks, Paul." Um, and in the second round, you know, Strickland, all three judges, I think everyone gives that to him. We'll, and in the third, fourth, and fifth round. Now, we'll leave the third round for a second. I thought the fourth and fifth round honestly could have gone either way. And now, let me um, uh, let me uh, back all this up by saying, first of all, I gave two of my bets this week for Jack Hermanson. Hermanson to win straight up, being one of them, and the other one to win by submission. So that's out the window. Uh, and I also scored this fight 50-45. You can look it up on uh, MMA Decisions. I scored it 50-45 for Strickland, right? So I picked Hermanson, and I gave Strickland every single round. So if you want to talk about bias or anything, I don't think that's fair in, in, uh, <laughs> in this actual argument itself. So at the fourth and the fifth round... I thought they were both relatively close, uh, especially the fifth. Like, the jabs all night were the thing that kind of won rounds, for me anyway, uh, for Strickland. But in the fifth round, I think Hermanson was landing more shots. Uh, he was landing some heavy shots. Then Strickland kind of came back in the last minute. And I actually had uh, Hermanson ahead and would have given it 49-46. But I thought the last minute or so, he landed some nice shots. And especially that last kick as well. I'm not sure how big it landed or anything like that. But at the time, I thought, well, there's a bit of power on that. There hasn't been much in ter- or there isn't much of a difference in terms of effective striking or grappling. Maybe that's enough. So I gave it uh, all five rounds to, to Sean Strickland. If you gave that round to uh, Hermanson, I don't think anyone could argue. I don't think there's anyone at home listening to this that would probably disagree with that as well. Now, uh, when I say disagree, we can agree or disagree, but we need to understand. Like, you can understand my score of Strickland. I can understand your score of Hermanson for the fifth round. Are we okay with that? The first round, I think, is the exact same. We can understand the score. We might not agree. I can absolutely understand the score of Hermanson. You can understand the score of Strickland that I gave... That's fine. So that's two of the rounds that could have gone either way, right? We, we're all agreed on that. So this is, you know, people talking about this is a big robbery and massive and all. When a lot of people would agree that a score of 48-47 Strickland is absolutely fine. You know, and that two rounds could have gone absolutely either way. Now, I would go further than that and say the fourth round could have kind of gone either way as well. Now, I scored that for Strickland as well. I thought it was a Strickland round, don't get me wrong. But I could see that for Hermanson. You know, I could see that fourth round for Hermanson. I tweeted out last night, or on uh, Saturday night, uh, I thought the uh, the split before the, the cards came out, I thought the split would be because of one, four, and five. And now it wasn't. But I think... Four could have been, but it could have been split. But all three judges, I'm just looking at my notes here again. All three judges gave it to Sean Strickland, and it was the third round that the one that split him. And I was kind of surprised to see both Derek Cleary and uh, Sal Diamato gave the third round to Jack Romanson. So I went back and I watched it, and I watched it uh, with a fairly fine tooth comb. And honestly, this third round was razor thin. It, at the time, I just like at the time. This third round was Hermanson taking over the fight. You know, it was his jab landing better. It was just him uh, being able to keep the fight standing and Hermanson not being able to take the fight down, right? And everyone coming in, our thought was, you listen to my shows here, I said it, if it's on the feet, Strickland will win it. If it's on the ground, Hermanson will win it. But that's not necessarily 
how the fight went or that's not necessarily how fights normally go you know you could say oh if ryan hall gets the fight to the ground against sean o'malley he's gonna win it but what if sean o'malley gets on top and lands 10 elbows who's winning that you know <laughs> who's winning that and i'm not saying that that happened here necessarily but just because um what we think the fight should look like um it does not necessarily mean what the what fight is actually happening and sometimes our mind is like, well, look, Sean, or Sean Strickland has it here. He's taken over. Now it's time for him to shoot on. But the refer- or the judges are not looking at that. They're not looking at what happened before. They're not looking at the bet nods. They're not looking at who they picked. They're not looking at the tactics. They're not looking at the momentum of the fight. They're looking at the punches being thrown, the takedowns, the submission attempts, and all of that. They're looking at second by second by second by second over five minutes. So you have to go back and look at it that way if you want to score. Like when I was watching it live last night, I was watching it to score it. Don't get me wrong. I always do. But I was also watching it as someone who was about to do a podcast on it. You know, who was about to talk about the ins and outs of the fight for 20 minutes on a podcast and about, you know, how the fight went and the story of the fight and the tactics of the fight and all of that. I wasn't just watching for the exact punch landed at this exact time to put someone ahead that was a bigger or smaller punch than than someone else landed or a you know a better takedown attempt or a better submission attempt or whatever it might be that's not the way i I was watching it at the time but the judges were watching it that way specifically now we all watch it that way a bit but we don't all watch it that way specifically and when you go back and you watch it without a shadow of a doubt a close round hermanson uh, I, look, I went back and I watched it, and, and I think Strickland still won it. I think his jabs were the most effective uh, strikes around. Don't get me wrong, but there's no way you can go back and watch that round in itself without watching the first and second. If you are, could go back and watch it and pause this podcast. Don't watch the first and second. Don't watch the fourth and fifth. Just watch the third by itself, and it's one that's really hard. It's a, a hard round to score, and I, I think this whole fight was a little it was a nightmare for the judges to be honest because there wasn't that much output if you like if you think about uh if you think about it right all five rounds here's something we can all agree on there was no 10-8 in this was there so this went 25 minutes five rounds with 15 rounds judged three judges judging five rounds and not one of them gave a 10-8 and i think everyone would agree with that you know whether you agree it's 10-9 one way or 10-9 another way we would all agree there's no 10-8 so when we get to that right when we get to that position uh we know there's no blowouts we know there's absolutely no blowouts in it whatsoever and i would i would almost suggest that every single one of those rounds could have been turned from a 10-9 to a 9-10 with one big blow, right? Imagine someone lands a head kick with uh, 10 seconds left on any of those rounds, any of them, right? Say Hermanson's ahead in a round, if you, if you think that. Strickland lands a head kick, knocks him down, he's certainly saved by the bell. That moves to, to 9-10 from 10-9. Or the other way around, or Strickland is ahead, well ahead, he's jabbing him up, but like, and then a head kick comes from Hermanson, that would go the other way to Hermanson. I would say that for every single one of those rounds. So when you come to that, and that's that, and that's not wrong. That's the way MMA is scored. MMA is scored uh, via effective grappling and striking. If a big knockdown happens, that's more effective than anything that's happened throughout the fight. Now it can be effective in terms of game plan. It can be in, effective in terms of momentum, in terms of moving to fight where you, you want it to move, in terms of tiring out a fight or something like that. Like clinching is really effective for fighting, but clinching doesn't score a jot. 
You know, if you clinch someone for two and a half rounds, they get really tired and knock them out in the fourth round. Well, that clinching is really, really, really effective. But you might be down 30, 27 on the cards by the time you get that knockout. You know what I mean? That's how, that's how uh, judging works. And in this, there was a lot of effective striking for Sean Strickland, don't get me wrong. Lots of lovely jabs. But was there anything big and massive and like concussive that knocked Hermanson down, that hurt him, that cut him open, that reddened his face? He had a bit of his face was reddened up, mostly by the jabs, which were very good. But out of the jabs that were landed, you know, I'd say a small percentage were big, effective punches that hurt Hermanson. All of them were effective punches, don't get me wrong, and really nice punches. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a massive fan of the jab and never standing bad about it. Um... But when you look at that fight from a judging point of view, specifically, it's a lot closer of a fight than we watched it live and that we gave it credit for. Now, uh, the judges got it right as well. Mo- to move on maybe from uh, the soliloquy on the how to fight it went itself. The judges got it right. You know? Who won the fight? Sean Strickland won the fight. You know, sometimes we go overboard. Remember that Paul Felder, Rafael Dos Anjos card? Everyone lost their shit over it. Who won that fight? Who won it? Rafael Dos Anjos won the fight. Like, everyone got mad over one card for Paul Felder. And the reason there is three judges is because of that. You know, if someone... Let, let's say there is a big punch, a knockdown uh, at the very end of a round, and it goes from a 10-9 to a 9-10, and one judge just happens to miss it. You know, there's those big fucking posts in the middle of the thing, and it just like this, and he goes like this, and the time it takes for him to move like that, the guy gets knocked down, but he doesn't see the kick. He, he just sees the guy on the ground. That could have been a slip. That could have been anything. So the judge is not seeing that and he can't score it. That's a massive limitation with judging like that, right? And that can happen. And I know judges, I've spoken to them and they hate it. You know, it's one of those things that really, really irks judges. And I spoke to a guy about it once, an incident like that happening. And he kind of got a bit mad at me once. He's like, don't, I don't want to talk about that <laughs> kind of job. Which is very, very understandable. These people take it really, really seriously. And I can tell you that for a fact. To a lot of people, they're nameless, faceless people. But I've spoken to a lot of judges and, and referees and, and officials. And these people take it really, really seriously. I can tell you that for a fact. I can tell you that for a fact. So that can happen. You know, that really can happen. And the reason we have three judges is to, uh, you know, you know, uh, make up for that. To make up for that, that inability uh, for someone to see something or for someone to make a mistake. Let's say, you know, you're in Texas, which, which has judges that judge fights like once in a blue moon. Uh, and maybe you have a local judge and then two good, two good judges. Well, that local judge won't matter because you have two good judges who, who get it the right way. Like, that, the tree judging thing is there to legislate for, uh, for one wacky card, right? So that's why it's there. I actually think we'd be better off at one judge. Now, I'll talk in a second, and maybe I'll talk here about people talking about five judges and everything like that. Uh, I think if you had one judge who knows the scoring criteria perfectly and who could do it without pressure and everything like that and decide the winner to fight, I actually think that would be better than three judges. But the pressure you would put on that judge, the actual, it's just too much. It's too much. So three is right. You know, let's say in the three judges, one of them feels the pressure and something happens. that doesn't happen with the, the, the big judges and the... the um, you know, the ones that have been doing it for years. But that's another reason, you know, what, what, to have someone there. Um, the people calling for five judges need to think about it, right? So, you're calling for... Why are you calling for five judges, right? What, well, like, wh- I actually find it very hard to not understand the... Re- to, to understand the reasoning for five judges. It's... Like, if... 
let, let's say we have one wacky judge, right? Well, the other two judges are going to take care of that and they're going to take care of the score. Or one score that, not just wacky, but one score that's wrong uh, because for a multitude of reasons which I just spoke about. Well, the other two will get it right, right? You have a massive problem if you have two wrong and you have three getting it right. That's a big, big issue. That is a big, big issue, right? So what you need is more good judges or, or, or you know, not not more good judges, but you need good judges, and as few of them as possible, so we can get it right. The problem is, it's very hard to get good judges. Like it's really hard to get good judges, and you want to put five on, and then you have ten fights a night. You know, and you can't fight the same five judges doing every fight. That's very very hard. I know in some places they do it, but you want to rotate around those judges. So you know, I think they usually have maybe six judges a night when there's three out. Then you'd need probably ten. That is a lot. That is a lot, a lot, a lot of judges to have, um, to have a high quality, a high level of judging. When you have an Eagle FC card the week before, and maybe someone can't make this card, and you have a Bellator card coming up, and maybe you know Ireland's coming up, and I'm sure there's UFC that weekend. So some of those judges are going to be in Ireland doing the Bellator card, and then some more are going to be uh, in. Uh, in America, doing uh, uh, whatever UFC card is on. And, you know, there's probably a PFL on as well. It's the same weekend, right? That's 30 judges you need. 30. 30 judges. 30 high-level judges you need for those three cards. Is that what is that what we're looking for here? I don't think anyone has thought that through. Like, there's a lot of things. Open scoring is a thing I'll talk about in another podcast. But it's one of those things that people really, really uh, haven't thought through or, or anything like that. I, I think it's... It's just a ridiculous, uh, a ridiculous sentiment that makes absolutely no sense at all. Um, so yeah, that was my, my thoughts on that. Another couple of things I just wanted to touch on here. There's a lot of people calling for Sal Diamato to be fired after, uh, after last night, right? Sal Diamato gave round one, round three, and round five uh, to uh, to Jack Cremonson, right? Round one, another judge agreed. Round three, another judge agreed. And round five, I think a lot of people scored round five for Hermanson. Like, I don't think there's anyone... If if uh, Sal Diamato had just scored round five for Hermanson, right, would anyone be given out? Would anyone be going mad? Would anyone say, oh, what an awful card that is? If Sal Diamato had just scored round one for Hermanson, would anyone be saying, oh, that's awful? No. Now, and look, it's round three, I think, is, is the odd one. And I don't think that's right. I think it's wrong, but it was a close round without a shadow of a doubt. But based on one round, that was very close. Someone should be fired. Someone, someone should be fired. You know, we two rounds that were very close, and absolutely, I, I think they could have gone either way. One round, I, I, I still think it kind of could have gone on either way, but I think it's clear but close, I would say, uh, to, to Strickland. You want someone to get fired over that and never judge again? I think people are just kind of losing it a little bit and and, uh, and get really, really mad. A, a massive problem, and this is this is a big thing. If you take anything from this podcast, take what I'm about to say right now. Close rounds can lead to close fights, right? Imagine this. The first round of Hermanson versus Strickland that we saw on Saturday night. Everyone would agree that was very close, right? There was the leg kicks from Hermanson, the jabs from Strickland. I would say most people gave it to Hermanson. I gave it to Strickland, right? Let's say that round, it's a three-round fight, right? Let's say it's a three-round fight, right? Let's say that exact round happens in the second round. Let's say that exact round happens again in the third round. Then what do you do? I would have that fight 30-27 for Strickland, because I believe he won it 
the first time, if the exact same thing happened again, I would believe you won it the second time. If the exact thing, same thing happened again, I would believe you won it the third time. You out there, if you picked Hermanson to win the first round, then you believe Hermanson won the first, Hermanson won the second, Hermanson won the third. You'd have that fight 30-27. I'd have that fight 27-30. We'd have it the exact opposite way. And that can happen between two judges as well. You know? That can happen. And it can happen for three rounds in a five-round fight. It could happen for five rounds in a five-round fight. Imagine if we had that. We had a 50-45 and a 45-50. Imagine if we had that. That's possible. That is possible. And everyone would go, would lose it. We People would be absolutely up in arms. But that can happen. It can happen. We and, and people might say, okay, that's a limitation of the criteria or a limitation of the judging system. You find me a criteria or a judging system that can alleviate close rounds and you will be a rich person, I'm telling you. Now, you could say, okay, we have to fight to a finish. And absolutely, that'd finish it. That, that'd be absolutely right. But that's, that's not logical. That's not going to happen. That's not a thing that can happen. There is no scoring system. There is nothing you can do to stop close rounds that first five minutes of strickland versus hermanson is a close round under any criteria in anyone's book it's a really really close round and you can't stop it from being a close round in any way you just can't stop it from being a close round now people might say that might lead to inconsistency and that's the last thing i'll touch on here because and, and you know i talked about it earlier on but people said that will, will lead to inconsistency right and uh, it will. It absolutely will. But it, there are two things you can have, right? You can have an understanding, right? An understanding or, an, or, or something you do not understand, right? And if you can consistently understand the score, then judging is good. If you, can, if you consistently can't understand the score that a judge gives, then it's bad, right? I would say that was fair. You can't agree on everything. We, can, we will never, ever, ever in a million years under any criteria, any scoring system, have consistent agreement on rounds. Never. We didn't have it for Hermanson and, and Strickland round one. We did not have it. We didn't have it for Maximov versus uh, 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 Punahela Soriano. I'm a, one, a big one for talking about effective striking and effective grappling. Um, there was very little effective striking and effective grappling from either guy in that. And I scored the fight for Maximov because I thought he had like a little bit more and he, he and uh, Suriano did very very little very li- they both did very little like what are you supposed to do you have to choose someone like and the thing about this is right and we leave that fight aside for a second and talk about consistency again because I really want to talk about that right if you're paying attention to all these fights all these rounds for a long long time like I have done, like I break down every round, listen to the boys over in uh, uh, Couch, what, what's the name of the podcast? Couchside with Scott Fontana and Dan Urban. I always I always mess up the name. Couch, Couchside Seats, I think it is. Uh, they do a great job every uh, Monday or Tuesday breaking down every round. And I do it on here and I do it on the Severe May podcast and I talk about it. And I've been doing it for years, right? And as well, at the end of the year, I do this thing where we have robbery of the year and I have to get nominations, there are very, 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 very few robberies in MMA these days. Since the criteria has been changed, since we have the new criteria, robberies are almost gone from MMA. Do we have some wacky rounds? Do we have some rounds I would disagree with and can't understand? Absolutely. The Felder Dos Anjos one, absolutely. Who won that fight? This one, 
do you disagree with round three? Do I disagree with round three? Absolutely. Do I think Strickland won? Absolutely. Who won? Who won the fight? Sean Strickland won the fight. So we have safeguards. We have three judges. We have a criteria that people understand. We have a criteria that the judges put into place. Whether you disagree or not, uh, you can understand it. So we have now a few years and a good few years of these extremely consistent scores coming in and these extremely consistent results. And that's the most important thing. More important than the score is the result. Can you pick out a robbery? Can you? Let, let's do this, right? Anyone's out there and I'll end it on this. Go back over the last five years in MMA, right? F- how many fights has there been in the last five years in MMA? untold amount even just do it in the ufc right and give me five nominations from each year for robbery of the year that's only 25 fights right out of at 2000 whatever whatever it might be give me 25 and if you can do that if you can do that i'll admit that judging is bad and i'll i'll admit that judging is inconsistent but you can't I, I do it every year. I've done it every year for the last five years. And I find it really, really hard to get two. Like the the one from last year, Rory McDonald uh, against Clayson Tebow. Very bad decision. D- didn't understand it. Thought it was very bad. Very, very bad. Uh, I went back and I watched it. And look, it, it wasn't the worst decision I've ever seen. But it was a bad decision, I thought. There was very, very few other ones. Very few. Very few. Judging has become more consistent now than it ever has been. And we can talk more about other things in the future. Like a lot of people talk about how judges are held to account, uh, what they do to learn, you know, and all things like that. And we can talk about that again in the future. And I can assure you they do all of those things. But for now, if you look at the facts and you go through it like I've done week in, week out, you can listen to my podcast for the last five years. Tell me anyone else who's gone through it and told you about the bad decisions that have been consistently bad with the knowledge and done it the correct way to show you why they're actually bad for the last five years. Show me anyone that's done that. And you won't be able to because no one has done it because it doesn't exist because it's not true. The people who say judging is inconsistent, the people who say it's bad, the people who say there's there's terrible decisions there all the time are just saying it because it's their opinion. They're not saying it based on facts. And I leave it there. My name is Sean Sheehan for SureDog.com. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, let me know. Give me a tweet. Put a comment down below. Um, Click the like button. Click subscribe. Uh, We're also on um, Spotify now as well. If you look for SureDog Podcast, SureDog Radio Network, uh, you can subscribe there and listen in as well. All right. I leave it there. Thank you very much for listening. And I'll see you all next time.